You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Biblically, when it, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, the Helper, Spirit of Truth, Spirit of God, uh, or just sometimes the Spirit, as is all these names are mentioned in Scripture, but they all refer to one person, that being the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in truth God. Reason the Holy Spirit is God is because the Holy Spirit can be everywhere at the same time. The Holy Spirit, yes, is here at a place of refuge, Carrollton. But it's also at a place of refuge, Noonan and Thomaston. Holy Spirit, yes, is in me, but it's also in you if you are born again and spirit-filled. Amen? So that makes the Holy Spirit God. The reason the Holy Spirit is called by diverse names is to identify, number one, the character of the Holy Spirit. Character being distinctive traits or qualities. So in order to let us better understand the Holy Spirit, we get different names. The helper. The character that suggests or that basically says about the Holy Spirit that he is beneficial to our life. He's going to be a blessing to us. But but the names also have to do with the function of the Spirit of Truth or the Holy Spirit. The function being the purpose. We need to know the purpose of the Holy Spirit need to know exactly why he came into our life need to know exactly why we need to allow him to have his way see we free moral agents we, we can we can quench the Holy Spirit or say look we, we ain't gonna follow you but when we really know his character and his function I think even though we are free moral ages, we, we will better yield ourselves to him. I said we will better yield ourselves to him. And this morning, we are going to deal specifically with the spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. We're going to consider the character and the function of 
the spirit of truth. Now, spirit in one sense, when we, when we think about it, it represents the invisible. What we can't see. Right? I mean, when you think about a spirit, you, you all, uh, you think ghost. Something I can't see. But let me say point blank to you, the spirit is not spooky. Now, it's folks you can see that'll spook you. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's folks you can see that'll spook But the Holy Spirit is not spooky, even though you can't see him. He is not spooky. And if you notice in the text, Jesus specifically let uh, his disciples know he talks. The Holy Spirit would talk to you. You can't see him, but he'll be talking to you. Now that does not mean he's going to talk to you in an audible voice. But he, he will speak to your spirit. And, and he will speak to you audibly, indirectly. I said he will speak to you audibly, indirectly. He'll use Minister Mullins to tell us something. Use Pastor Stallings to tell us something. It'll be her voice, but she will be speaking what the Holy Spirit is telling her to speak. And so you have to get over it just being her because she is yielding her members in order to say what the Holy Spirit is telling her to say. But then you, you can be at home by yourself and, and, and the Holy Spirit can, will say something to you. And, and, you know, we used to say stuff like, something told me not to go down there. Well, see, now you don't have to call it something. You know it was the Holy Spirit. Especially when, when, when He tells you to do something and you know it's for your benefit. Now there's also something that'll tell you to do wrong. Now that ain't the Holy Spirit. That's a demon. Which is also invisible. But that's another subject. He is spirit. And, and see, you, we, we need to understand spirit from a biblical standpoint in reference to God. Especially as it concerns when God first created man. I want you to go with me to the book of Genesis, second chapter. Lord of mercy. Genesis, second chapter. I know all of us can find Genesis because it's the first book of the Bible. You can brag. Yeah, I know Genesis. Let me show you where it is. Consider Genesis 2 and 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. When it comes to spirit, it, it also represents biblically as, as well as root meaning, 
breath of life. The Holy Spirit will breathe on you. And when the Holy Spirit breathes on you, it will cause to happen to you what happened to the first man. Look at when God breathed into Adam, the breath of life, he became a living being, a soul. See, the Holy Spirit will breathe on you and cause you to become whatever God has ordained for you to be. I said the Holy Spirit will breathe on you and cause you to become whatever God has ordained for you to become. And see, that's the reason it is important to allow the Spirit of truth of the Holy Spirit to have His way so we can become who God created us to be. See, see, the worst thing to be is who God has not ordained for you to be. Or the worst person to be is the person that God has not ordained for you to be. See, see, we, we don't, we don't need to follow the trend because that, that's not what God ordained for our life. See, you are unique. You are distinct. And, and, and knowing that you should want to be what the creator ordained for you to be. At least that's what I want. Well, well that's what's happening to me. Is that what you want for your life? Yeah. To be what God has ordained for you to be. Don't, don't just accept what folks say you, you should be. For based upon your such and such, you should be. No, you ain't going to limit me. I'm going to the source. I'm going to God and find out why he put me here. Why he allowed me to make it through the birth process. Why he allowed me to still be living even though most of my friends done died out. I know it's got to be something greater than what's happening to me right now. The spirit of truth, when it comes to truth, the root meaning of truth is faithfulness. Faithfulness speaks of of being consistently loyal. Biblically, in reference to God, truth speaks of not changing. So when it comes to the spirit of truth, you you ain't going to have to worry about the spirit of truth changing on you. Spirit of truth is going to be loyal. If the spirit of truth tells you something going to happen, it's going to happen. It does, it does not matter what may change on the outside. The spirit of truth is going to fulfill whatever he has uttered out of his mouth. And you have to be careful because if you are not being led by the spirit of truth and being led by your emotions or your flesh, you can allow what you see to cause you to change. And that's a huge mistake. You know why it's huge? 
Because according to 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, the things that we see are temporary. That means they're not going to last. I said that means they're not going to last. That's the reason it's important to, to understand the spirit of truth. Because if he tells you something, he's not going to change his mind. God changes. He's the same yesterday. Help me. And he's the same. And the spirit of truth also represents Jesus. Why is that? Because Jesus is truth. John 14 and 6, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. He didn't say he was, he was some truth. He said, I am the truth. I'm the truth. I am the truth. And so the spirit of truth embodies Jesus because Jesus is truth. I said Jesus is truth. And so when he speaks, he's going to speak truth. I said when he speaks, he's going to speak truth. He ain't going to be trying to run no game on you. And, and some of us, we, we, we don't like that anyway. We, we don't like nobody running no, no games on us. You want to play, deal with somebody else. I ain't got time for no games. Just like these spooky folks who be trying to prophesy this, that, and the other. Look, look I ain't got time for them old games. I want to know the truth. You like what I got on? Well, I think, what well, now look, just tell me the truth. Yes or no? I may hurt your feelings, hurt my feelings, it ain't gonna last, but don't play no game, just tell me. Say your name, the Holy Spirit ain't, ain't gonna have no games. He's just gonna tell you the truth. And, and some things he tells you gonna hurt your feelings. Because he'll tell you point blank, you need to cut her loose. Paul was ready to go somewhere and the Holy Spirit said, look, you don't need to go there. You do not need to go there. And Paul, Paul was excited about going and then the Holy Spirit just buzzed his bubble. No, you don't need to go there. Wonderful thing about the Apostle Paul, he said, okay, you the Holy Spirit, I'm going to follow you. You said it, okay. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, based upon John 16 and 13, the primary thing that I want you to get is that He is the divine guide for Christians. For Christians. I say it for Christians. He was not put on earth to guide sinners. Because sinners ain't going to agree with what the Holy Spirit tells them to do. Now you ain't been saved all your life. You know why. Because when you sinner, you want to get high, you're going to get 
You feel like a drink, you're going to get you a drink. Sinners are moved by their emotions. Sinners are moved by what they see. Sinners follow the trend. It don't matter if the trend right or wrong. It, it don't even matter if they don't understand the trend. They'll still follow the trend. I asked a young man, I said, I said why, you, why you got your pants hanging down like that? Uh, that's what everybody doing. I said, but why you do it? Because uh, that's what they're doing. But you don't know why, they, why do they do it? I don't know, but that's... And when you're a sinner, you do that. I said, when you're a sinner, you do that. It's certain things, if, if you can remember... Lord, I pray you ain't still doing it. But if you can remember, you did things just because everybody else was what? Say to your neighbor, the spirit of truth is for Christians. But now you have some Christians that don't want anything to do with the spirit of truth. You have some Christians that are still guided by their emotions. Still guided by what they see. Still guided by how they were raised, even though they were raised wrong. Hey, you have some Christians that do that that are here this morning. Yeah, you do. Some of you, 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 you are guided by your emotions. You are guided by your family. It don't matter if it's right or wrong, but you're Christian. And what you're doing ain't right, but that's, that's, that's you. You, you free moral agent, you have that, you have that choice. Only thing I can do is tell you the truth. I can't make you do nothing. God don't even do that. God will tell you the truth, but He ain't gonna try to make you live it. At the end of the day, it's your choice. How many understand the teaching so far? The primary thing He gonna do, He gonna guide you. I want you to understand definitions of God. This is, this is important. You ready? God means, first of all, he's going to show you the way. He's going to show you the way. Now, remember, he's going to guide you into how much truth? So it, 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 it can be in the church and outside the church. It can be about your prayer life. It can be about you buying a car. If he gonna guide you in the all truth. See, the Holy Spirit of the Spirit of Truth is omniscient. He knows everything. So, so even things you think you, you may need an expert opinion on, he can even tell you about that. I'm, I'm gonna tell you how awesome the Holy Spirit is by, by giving you an example. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to the scripture, but in Acts, the 27th and 28th chapter. 
You can read about it. Paul, uh, his occupation was a tent maker. But he was also preacher or apostle. But they were getting ready to sail. And, and so Paul wasn't no captain. He did, he, I don't even know if Paul knew how to, how to even, uh, drive a boat. I don't know. But Paul said to the folk, is it, it look, we, we don't need to, uh, pull out. We just need to stay right here. But the captain said, look, we need to go. And so because folk were listening to the expert, Hey, look, let's pull out. We heard what the preacher got to say. He had his saying, but let's pull out. And so they pulled out, and they end up getting in a storm that was about to take their lives. So Paul stood up and said, look, y'all should have listened. Y'all should have listened to me and just stayed there. He said, but, he said, but listen, I got some good news. Nobody's life is going to be taken, but the ship going to be destroyed. You're going to reap what you sowed because you didn't listen to me. He said, but everybody's life is going to be spared. And so, long, long story short, everything that Paul said happened. I'm going to tell you something about the Holy Spirit. Whether he is speaking to you directly or he's using a person to speak to you. When the Holy Spirit tells you something, you better listen. It's important to listen. Because he is concerned about you knowing the truth. I said he is concerned about you knowing the truth. He said, you, he said, you should have listened to me, but they didn't. But he going to show you the way. Well, the, again, it's about prayer or it's about getting the house, getting the car or what have you. He can tell you the truth. And he will change your life for the better. You still listening? But to God also means to teach. And the primary way the Holy Spirit is going to teach you is indirectly. He's going to use folks like me that he has anointed to teach. See, in the, in the book of uh, John, no, book of John, the book of Luke, the fourth chapter and the 18th verse, Jesus talked about how the Spirit had anointed him to teach, to preach. See, the Lord will anoint someone to teach you under the influence of the Holy Spirit. How many understand that? And it's going to be in line with His Word, the written Word. Amen? So He's going to teach you. He's going to teach you things that's going to challenge you. Because something the Holy Spirit teaches you means that what you have been taught by somebody else, you're going to have to let go. I said the Holy Spirit would teach you some things that, that will 
If you accept them, you have to let go of some things that you've not been taught by somebody else. Yeah. Why? Because the Holy Spirit would teach you things that are distinct from man's belief. Or from man's way of thinking. Isaiah understood it. Let's read in Isaiah 55. Isaiah, Isaiah talked about, uh, in reference to God or the Spirit, his ways are not as the ways of man. His thoughts are not as the way, as the thoughts of man. He even told him the distinction. He said, as high as the heavens is from the earth, so are his thoughts, so are his ways. God will tell you, God will tell you something through the Spirit of truth, and you'll be wondering, how in the world can this be? How in the world can this happen? He'll blow your mind. Nicodemus had, had studied to the point to where he had became uh, a part of the hierarchy of the church. But when Jesus told him about the Spirit and about what he needed to do and so forth, Nicodemus, his mind was so blown by the teaching of Jesus to Nicodemus, say, how in the world can this be? How, how can this be? And Jesus turned around and said, you being an elder, you don't know? And see, what happened is this right here. Nicodemus had studied the latter, but he had not allowed the Spirit of God to give him revelation concerning the Scripture. And you have a whole lot of folk that have read the Bible from page to page, but they have not set up under the anointing of God that brings forth revelation. God will blow your mind. God, God will tell you to do two simple things. And you behind the world doing this going to change everything. Because God in it. That, that, that's the only explanation. God is in it. And if God is in it, it will change your life for the better. I said, if God is in it, it will change your life for the better. So he's going to teach you. And, and the thing about teaching, you have to receive teaching. Because if you don't receive teaching, it says, it says about you, you don't care about being ignorant. I got to break it down a little bit more. And even God's people can be ignorant. That's the reason Hosea said to the people of God, you are destroyed in Hosea 4 and 6 for lack of knowledge. And then he broke it down. He said, because you have rejected knowledge. You can be a Christian, but stupid. Notice I ain't smiling. I'm serious. You ever read that? God's people are destroyed for lack of what? Because they what? Rejected it. God can be telling you truth, but you can, you can reject what God is telling you. I'm going to tell you something. I told somebody something. I said, look, if you do this right here, God going to cause prosperity to come. And it was real simple what I told them to do. Ask me if they did it. No. Well, they did it for about two weeks. 
And, it, and, and it just in the two or three week period that they did it, prosperity happened. But then I turned around and I looked. I said, good God, they done stopped doing what I told them to do. I said, that's the reason prosperity just done. Then I told somebody else to do something. I said, look, you need to do such and such. And it was in reference to their health. And so they told the doctor about they were doing this particular thing. Y'all holding on? And the doctor told them, you don't need to do that. Hold on. And so they stopped doing it when the doctor said it. Wasn't long after, wasn't even, wasn't even three weeks after that the person almost lost their life. Hold on. Then they, then they came back and said, you know what? Uh, such and such said happened. I said, you should have kept doing what I told you. I say, because the reason, because what I told you to do, it stops that particular thing. And I said, God, should I tell them something else? He said, no, don't tell them anything else. Because they rejected what you told them the first time. So just let it go. Told me that in reference to both cases. Don't tell them anything else. Because what you told them, they didn't do it the first time. So just let it go. When the spirit of truth is trying to teach you something, don't fight it. Even though you may not fully understand it, put it into action. Because I'm telling you again, some things God will tell you ain't going to make sense to the natural person. But see, the Bible is clear. Paul taught, look, the things of the Spirit are not received by, hold it on, the natural man. They're just not received by him. Reason being, they're foolishness. But we're like, man, that ain't gonna, that don't make no sense. You, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna get that, that don't make no, they don't receive the things of the Spirit. You mean if I just do such and such, God gonna cause us? Yeah. That's all I'm going to have to do and I'm going to process. Yeah. But folks won't receive. Some folks won't receive the things of the Spirit. I do. Question is, do you? It's your choice. And the final thing that it means to God is that he's going to influence you. He can't make you do it, but he's going to put a strong influence on you. That's the reason I'm even using these testimonies. They're trying to influence you when the Holy Spirit tells you something for you to do. it. Don't ever think you're smarter than the Holy Spirit. Don't ever think any other person, though they may be considered a genius by man's standards, is smarter than the Holy Spirit. Nobody is smarter than the Holy Spirit. You hear me? And so when he tells you something simple, even though it sounds simple, it's profound because it's coming from him. Amen? So, when it comes to him guiding you, it says about him that he's going to show you the way. He's going to teach you. And he's going to strongly 
influence you. I mean, he, he'll be influencing you to, to, to do something that you think you can't even do. Yeah, he will. He'll influence you to do something you, you don't feel you can do. Fear will be trying to interfere with you stepping out doing it. You be, you be, you be saying, I'm going to do such and such, but then God pushes you to do something greater. But then fear comes in and tells you not to do it. And when fear shows up, you, you need to understand this point blank. Fear of the spirit of fear is not of God. God has absolutely nothing to do with the spirit of fear. I'm going to show you that. I ain't just going to quote 2 Timothy 1. Let's go to 2 Timothy 1. I want you to see this. Because some of you looked at me as to say, really? Yes, really. And I'm going to show you. 2 Timothy. Chapter 1. Verse 7. Ready? For God has not given us, this is Christians, a spirit of what? God has not given us a spirit of what? But of what? Now, now, power in this instance uh, connotes the Holy Spirit. Yeah, is the Holy Spirit powerful? What did Jesus say in the Book of Acts one and eight? You shall receive when after the Holy Spirit has what come upon you. He ain't giving you no fear, no spirit of fear. Now, there's a natural fear. I come up behind you and say, "Boo." You're going to jump, right? That's natural. But for you to be tormented in your mind, worried all the time, that ain't God. That's a demon. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and a He'll influence you. He'll influence you to do was right. He'll guide you into all truth. How many are receiving? Why is he going to guide us into all truth? In my clothes, I'm going to tell you why. Y'all unreceived so far? Good, because you ain't got it by now. You ain't going to get it. Matter of fact, I'm going to take you to the scripture, two two scriptures and we're going to be done. Let's go to John 17. I was going to quote it, but I think I need to go here. John 17 and 17. Jesus was praying, but in this prayer, he revealed the power of truth. That spirit of truth going to guide us into all truth. We need to understand how powerful truth is. John 17 and 17. You there? Jesus in his prayer said, sanctify them by your what? Your word is what? Now notice the bottom line, point blank. God's word is what? So when you read it, you read what? I said when you read it, you read what? When it's proclamated, you hearing what? Good God, y'all on a card with me. Let's try that one more time. When you read it, you're reading what? When it's proclamated, you're hearing what? Say to, say to your neighbor, that's why you need to be in the church. 
That's why you need to have a Bible in the bathroom. While you're sitting, you can read truth. At least I do. Don't look at me like that. God's word is what? God's word is what? Reading I got see see church just ain't something to do. No, you come to church to get the truth. You want the truth. I said you want the truth. Matter of fact, some of us hunger for the truth. But then he says in, in, in the first part of the verse, sanctify them by your what? See, truth sanctifies you. See, to sanctify in, in the simplest sense means to set you apart. It makes you distinct from others. Yeah. See, see, you, you can't be sanctified and remain a part of the trend. Because when you're sanctified, it separates you. And, and it separates you in important aspects of your life. When, when you're sanctified by the truth, your whole mindset changes. I said your whole mindset changes. You start thinking differently when you're sanctified by truth. When you're sanctified by truth, you talk differently. You hear folks talking doubt, but, but you, you, you're, you're talking faith. You're talking God gone do it. Why? Because the truth done been sanctified. You. you. You and a person can be looking at the same situation, but you're looking at it differently. Why? Because you are being sanctified. I got to give you an example. I'm not going there, but I got to give you this example because the Holy Spirit just brought it to me. See how, see how amazing he is? He just brought this to me. He excites me. Holy Spirit is powerful. Elijah and his servant. What a gap. And, and at this particular time, folk will hunt Elijah. They will hunt the man of God to kill him. Hunt him to kill him. And, and so they, they went to this city and, and they weren't hiding. They was just, as we say in our dead time, chilling. And so his, his servant got up early in the morning and went out and looked and he said, Master, our enemy done surrounding not just where we stay, the whole city. To the point to where they didn't have no way out as far as the eyes could see. And so the servant was basically nervous. And so he, he asked the man of God, what we going to do? And the prophet said, those with us are more than those who are against us. The servant didn't have no idea what he was talking about because the servant was looking through his natural eyes. But the prophet was looking through his spiritual eyes. Say to your neighbor, ain't nobody like the Holy Spirit. And look at John 16, 13. He'll show you things to what? Come. 
And so the prophet, the prophet prayed and said, Lord, open up his eyes. And all of the sudden, the servant who was shaking in his boots got on the same page with his master. It ain't nothing like having the same spirit of faith. God calls a spirit of blindness to hit the enemy. And the prophet and his servant just walked out. They walked out of the city. Walked right before their enemies was on, but walked right by their enemies, even though their enemies were on. He will guide you into all truth. But you have to let him sanctify you. Let him sanctify you. Let him sanctify you to the point to where you ain't thinking like your unsaved husband. Let him sanctify you to the point to where you ain't thinking like a regular church person. Let him sanctify you. Let him sanctify you that that you are not speaking based upon what you see. But you're speaking based upon what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you. All right, last scripture. Let's go to John. Familiar scripture, but I'm going to read it today. John, the eighth chapter. Lord, have mercy. Y'all all right? All right, we're going to John, the eighth chapter. We'll start with verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, if you abide in my word, and remember word is tied to what? Truth. You are my disciples in what? Deed. So when you abide in truth, you're, you're a legitimate what? Disciple. But then this is what I want you to get, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, or you'll have knowledge. You'll have, when you know the truth, you have knowledge of it. But remember, he told them they needed to abide. And the truth shall make you free. Say to your neighbor, the truth is powerful. And it's personal. It's powerful and it's personal. Look, look at how personal he got with his disciples. He said, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. The truth going to make you free. It's going to make you free. See, see, because when you abide in truth, that, that means you're, you're saying to the Holy Spirit, have your way. You're not fighting it. You're saying have your way. And when you allow the spirit of truth to have his way, the spirit of truth will make you into what you need to be. It, it will make you free. Free. Can, can, you, can, you, can you imagine being to the point to where even though you go through the challenges of life, those things can't bind your mind. Those things can't control you. Even though bad is happening on every side, bad cannot control you. 
even though you don't have in your pocket the money you desire, that cannot control you. The only way that happens on earth is if you have the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. The only way that happens on earth is if you have the Holy Spirit and you are allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you, to control you, to teach you, to influence you, and so forth. Amen? I'm done. Let's get a Lord a big hand to Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.